The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother in 30 Under 30, media luminary, as told by Forbes magazine for business, Griffin McElroy. Woof, woof, everybody. The dog days are somewhere here. Bork, um, bork, bork. Dogs everywhere. Uh, as um, Florence and Machine said, the dog days are here. Of summer, it's a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. That was Dogtown. Uh, Florence. Dogtown is here. We are the mayors of Dogtown. Yep. Soaring what you're, through. What? What you're, what you're listening to right now is something akin to comedy scatting. Just, yeah. be about just saying different words and phrases to see if a joke emerges from the mm-hmm. rubble. Here, let me try. Okay. This is we, just do, loose spaghetti flung around. Don't interrupt the fucking flow. Meow. These cool cats are here for the dog days of summer. No, mm-hmm. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. These show pups. Are cool summer buddies. Let's try some standards. Ghosts are in summer. Horses. Horses are summertime. in summer. Horse I love riding my horse. It gets so sweaty in the summertime. Uh, spooky Halloween's coming up. Ghost summer is ending. Halloween picture. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween's just around the corner. I can't <laughs> wait for a, ghoul, a ghoulish time as I wait for summer to die. <laughs> hey, everyone. Join my brother, my brother, and me as we. St- Stand around the uh, wheezing corporeal form of summer and watch as its final breaths. Mm -hmm. And then when it when it and when it dies, it'll be a ghost. So there's one. And dog, the dog days are here of summer. Longer, long days, long nights. Just can't wait for this season to finally perish in my arms. Uh, do you guys, are you guys summer people? Do you feel? No, God, I start, fuck no. Fuck you. Fuck Come on, you, fuck Justin. you, Justin. Why do get you think I'm so excited for the dog days? I start days. to get a little bit panicky towards the end of summer. Like, have I, did I yeah. get out on the lake enough? Did I make mm-hmm. enough of this summertime season? Yeah. Did I, before, you know, fall comes and, and um, I, I don't know. Did I make well, now enough you got, of this summer? Now you got me stressing because I got that, I got the boat, you know. Yeah. Yep. And after the last Max Fun drive, got me the boat. And I haven't taken that baby out on the river once this sum sum. And I'm wondering if it's time or it's tough to, you know, it's tough to raise the sail during yeah. the dog days because summer Ooh, might yeah. end while I'm out there and I can't be fucking on my boat well, in the now, fall. I'll get arrested. Now you guys have got me worried because oh, I also have the boat, as you know, the Travis 2. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm worried because I'm just worried that this summer and really this year, I haven't spent enough time on the boat before at the end of the year, I have to kill this form and enter my 2018 body. It's and the tough. 2017 model didn't spend enough time out yeah. on Travis too. And the, the boat's not gonna recognize your new body. It's oh, God, tough. no. It's so The genetic tough. imprint is completely different. That's what the scientists are working on. And I hear, got- I hear my boat crying in the garage. I hear, I hear my boat, the 
the boat mm-hmm. from Jaws is yep. what I named it. It's crying in the garage because mm-hmm. I'm just not taking it out. And it knows it's the dog days. Yeah. And it's like you always say, you know, the a boat in the garage is sad because that's not where boats are supposed to be. They're or supposed be, to be, be on the water. Or a marina. Mm-hmm. You guys have gotten me worried now because my I'm looking at my boat through mm-hmm. the window oh, and it, the, my fully armed battleship, the Orion, mm-hmm. and I wonder, have I gotten out on the water and defended this great country in my one-man uh, non-government um, armada yeah. slash militia to you're, I'm you're, sort of an independent operator. I mean, the kaiju you're, are coming, Justin, and you haven't done enough. Right, Justin's, I haven't even transformed into yeah. Orion's bipedal form all, all summer. So have I? De- have I done enough this summer to defend our coast against Just, the incoming kaiju? Justin's right. looking at his extra national sort of outer heaven situation and wondering if he's not gotten out on the Ohio River enough to mm-hmm. fight off the attackers. Right. I look at the geodesic hover dome and I think, yeah. have I used um, my hyper powerful telescopes yep. uh, to monitor the shores uh, in case of kaiju enough? And I don't I don't know that I have. I did some grilling, of course. Yeah. Yes. On the boat? Uh, yes. I, okay. Well, it has a, a built in. Radio radiation powered grill, and that that's is the very that's fast. The, that's a problem. Is that mm. the radioactive fission core mm-hmm. of my Metal Gear gets so hot, and during yes. the dog and during the dog days, who wants to be in there? Who well, wants to be the in there? Who wants to even convert their battleship into a battle zeppelin? Get what closer to the sun? It's no, thank you. Yeah. Now there rises. Now I'm five inches from the midday sun. No, and it's so it's even hotter here. No. Might as well be walking on the sun. Thank Another you, great one. Thank you oh, so much. Now yeah. I gotta say, that's the one good thing about these dog days mm-hmm. is the soundtrack is so oh, good because yes. you got smooth and you got walking on the sun, and that's it. Break off the dial. You don't need it anymore. Um, also, I think there's some Cheryl Crow in there. Um, just yeah, you gotta round it out with some Cheryl. If you're on have, a first name basis, if you have been. Uh, struggling in the same ways that we are describing do not fear because this is despite all external signs an advice podcast so we're going to take your questions and turn them alchemy like into wisdom oh uh, i thought you were going to say despite all evidence to the contrary this is a comedy podcast <laughs> uh now travis don't dis- don't nag me i got <laughs> Hey, we gotta real, do this show. real quick, we got it. I, I hate to break the flow, but this is a Yahoo sent in by Morgan Davey from Yahoo Answers user Ragdoll, who says, obscene reference in the first line of Smooth by Carlos Santana. Man, it's a hot one, like seven inches from the midday sun. Is this a tongue-in-cheek reference to a seven-inch erection? Actually, it says election. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> okay, I want to, um, let's really analyze that for a moment. The, like... If that was the case, someone would have looked at both uh, Carlos uh, and, oh no, it's escaping me, don't say it, Rob, Carlos and Rob, and said, well, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, how you put your penis close to the sun. <laughs> well, Wait, no, the song, is about, the song is about an attractive person who, uh, Rob or Carlos, speaking through Rob as a vessel, as we all do from time to time, uh, is about, sees an attractive woman and, you know, sings a song about how she's so smooth. And so maybe she's like the midday sun and just saying this person has made Rob Thomas bring a boner. I think it it probably more likely, it is definitely about an erection, but I think it was more likely Rob Thomas is like, 
uh, or Carlos says to Rob, hey, Rob, my man, we're just going to freestyle this first intro. And I was thinking we kind of do an Icarus thing. Do you know the story of Icarus exactly verbatim? And Rob Thomas is like, yeah, I know. I remember that one. It's about the guy who got his penis too close to the sun. Here <laughs> sure we go. He said, uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Well, music's wait already rolling. So. No, we're already playing it. Just keep playing it, Carlos. I know this song. Try, now, I know the story. Now, son, this is going to sound pretty wild. But I've built these wings out of wax and feathers because I think I can fucking fly. Mm-hmm. And I can finally achieve my life's goal to fuck the sun. <laughs> now, Dad. <laughs> well, well, Pops. Pops, there's uh, some issues there, I think. Yeah. Well, what most people don't know is the song is actually about how Rob Thomas did fuck the sun and Whoa. it melted away all defining features of his penis and made his penis completely smooth. Just like a, oh. just a featureless <laughs> cylinder. <laughs> Give me your feature in the cylinder. Let's forget about it. Please forget about this. Oh, man. Perfectly smooth penis. I can't. Uh, Rob Thomas does seem like the kind of guy who's like, I've had uh, monumental recording success. I've got many platinum records. I created Veronica Mars. I created Veronica Mars. There's nothing left for me to achieve except. I do think I'm gonna fuck the sun just yeah. one time. I mean, I'm everybody in Smash Mouth is like, "Don't do it." I've been there. It seems <laughs> like a good idea, Rob. But trust me, you'll end up with a featureless penis like me. I think every, I think every, uh, I think every man when he reaches a certain level of success, success is like nothing left to do but fuck the sun. Why do you think Elon Musk is trying to get those spaceships going up so high? He's yeah, like, that's why Bezos was uh, working out so hard. Bezos yeah. just wants to get up there and be like, I'm going to wrestle the sun. Sorry. Do it. Uh, stop the podcast. Did you say Bezos? Yeah, that's what I like to call him. <laughs> I remember when Jeff Bezos was an alien that taught me about manners. <laughs> oh, man. Jeff Bezos. Jeff uh, Bezos was an alien that taught me about manners. Jesus, what a deep cut. How about we do this first question? Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a somewhat large package, nice, was delivered to my house. Uh, oh, I get it. The, I get it now. <laughs> should have should have gone farther. The address was correct, but the name was not. I wrote "return to sender" on it and left it out on my porch for the mailman to take back. Uh, I've also tried looking up the recipient on Facebook to try to contact them, but have had no luck. It's been days now, and the mailman have refused to take it back. How much longer do I need to wait until I can open the package? Because the not knowing what's inside is killing me. That's from Unintentional Mail Thief. Okay, two things. <laughs> One, that's a federal crime. So the answer is never, I guess. Can you open it? Because it's a federal crime. So you shouldn't do that. And I that's just want to get out hey, in front of it. That's a dumb crime. That's a dumb law. Uh, okay. It seems it's like a- if if I get my hands on your mail by by hook or by crook, I should be able to open it, possession being nine-tenths of the law. Well, if it goes to your house and it's addressed to your house and has been there for a while and you can't get in touch with the other person, I think it's your Griffin, belonging at a certain Griffin, point. you yeah? are killing me because Justin started with bullet points and he said one and you didn't let him say two and now I feel incomplete and I have to know what Justin's All right, two yeah, Justin, what's be. number two? Hit me. The two is... I always thought they would take it back. I'm kind of tripping out. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little yeah, wild. I'm a little okay. wild. I kind of always had that in my back pocket, knowing that like if I did get a package that was not for me, I could just write return to sender on it, and it would go away. But I, I, I guess not. 
I didn't realize the mail was a yours now scenario. Yeah. Like, well, you have to deliver. That's the way you create new mail people is like, well, you have to go deliver it and then you can never stop. It seems like uh, maybe so you could take it to the mail place. That seems like a huge chore uh, that they have just like airlifted onto you. That seems yeah. very unfair that you and should if, do that. And if at the mail place, also some people call it a post office. Um, if they're uh, like, we can't do anything with that. You can just leave. I call it Bubba Gump's Mail Company. I don't know what you guys... You go to Bubba Gump's Mail Company, you take the big box up there, and they're like, oh, we can't do anything with that. You just literally just very slowly back away, and then it is somebody else's box. Here's the problem. Here's why you can't open it, because I have seen, like, intrigue mystery movies before, and you're going to open this, and that's how you find out, like, that you have a clone... Or mm. that you're now wrapped up in the middle of like a political scandal, or that you have, you know, 24 hours to solve your own murder, something like that. That's what happens in these movies. Or you're going to open it up and it's just going to be like some like spoiled steak of the month club. So, like, one way or another, don't can open I, it. Can I tell you all a story that is 100% absolutely true that I've never talked about on this podcast? Yes. This this happened to me while we were living at this house, and we got a big box delivered. Like a huge truck came and dropped it off on a pallet, and so it was just like taking up our entire like entryway outside. And I signed signed for it because I was like, "Whoa, what did Nintendo send me this time? It's a it's a bunch of Yoshi's in here." Um, but then I looked at the the name on it, and it wasn't my name, nor was it a person's name. It was just the name of some like business I had never heard of. So to try to get to the bottom of it, I Googled the name of the business, and it turned out what this package was supposed to be going to. Again, the address was my address, so I guess that somebody who used to live in my house now works at this place. The business was for a local, like, Ninja Warrior training gymnasium. Okay. Yes. And so it's sort of like a gym factory, but like they saw this shit and were like, we got to get some salmon ladders up in here. And so this was a difficult day for me for so many reasons, because like I'm a I'm an, I'm you know, I was an Eagle Scout. That's not true. No. And so like I made sure I needed to get this back in the proper hands. But at the same time, if there is a salmon ladder in there that I could use to sort of hone my body, hone my craft to take on that big course and impress all my fellow Ninja Warrior friends. Ooh, I wanted to just know the, I, are you what sort of Ninja Warrior training, st- is, is there a fucking 14 and a half foot curved wall in there? What's it, tell me what it is. So I just called the business and somebody came and got it and they gave me free lessons for my whole life. And that's right, you're gonna see me on NBC <laughs> this fall. Climbing Mount Midoriyama, just like this is because I was honest. <laughs> I'm gonna hit I'm that buzzer and they're gonna, like, gonna hit that buzzer and the hosts are gonna be like, "Good job, Griffin, you're so honest." And I'll be like, "I know, I wanted to steal it so bad, but I didn't." <laughs> there, uh, American Ninja Warrior. If we could take a brief pivot, I think we've helped this male person enough to talk about I, American Ninja Warrior. Um, I have inexplicably watched every episode of this season. I am following it, and I don't know why, but That's it's just on, so... and I'm just like, here we go. Time You're to see kinda... what Kevin Bull's up to. You're kind of undercutting my point, but I'm going to go ahead and make it anyway. Um, I have never intentionally watched American Ninja Warrior. The only context 
is when I have a group of pe- people of desperate interests, and sometimes you just want something on TV mm-hmm. while people are like chatting just in the background to sort of like chill on, and it seems like I end up on American Ninja Warrior a lot. It seems yeah. like that's the only context in which I watch American Ninja well, Warriors. There's like a bunch of people together. It's like, hey, this is on. This is very widely accessible. Uh, it, there's a, it's a, it's a category of TV that I also put. Uh, I think MythBusters is is one we've talked about before. Fixer like, Upper. I, I also put Fixer Upper on there. Okay. Okay. I mean, most HGTV shows is just like, yeah, let's let's just let's just if, tune in. If I could follow up on that, Justin. I also love the phenomenon that happens where you just put that on in the background while like 10 people talk about whatever. And over time, you can track as people's interest does eventually go to American Ninja Warrior. And suddenly it's a party about watching American Ninja Warrior. That wasn't your intention, of course. No. But now you're having an American Ninja Warrior watch party. But my wife recently revealed to me after some such incident. She but said, she, can, I, can I admit something to you? I said, of course, dear. Of course. I hate American Ninja Warrior. Oh, no. I was like, wait, what? And then, like, my world of TV shows that I could, like, background TV got, like, smaller. Now, that's out of, because I know my wife is in pain watching American Ninja Warrior. And you know what? When I pressed her for details, because it doesn't make any sense, she said to me, it's dumb. And, like, that's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, so I mean, it's just so cruel. It seemed like I've. I mean, mm. it just she just said it's dumb. She said it's a I, dumb thing. <laughs> I think it's a great show about the triumph of the human spirit. And we hit a point where like we were watching it because it was just like on TV and we had cable and needed to justify the expense of cable, and so we watched it. And then we just had a day where we were watching it and we realized that we weren't just watching it because it was on cable. We had actually looked it up on demand. On Hulu, we had mm-hmm. sought out American Ninja Warrior and invited it cordially into our home, and we were like, whoa, who are we? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Um, how about a Yahoo? Yeah, please. This is a, this is a series. This is a short story. Um, a few people sent in parts of the story, but Stella Heyman was the only one who sent in all the parts of it. Thank you, Stella. It's a three-parter, uh, and all of them were asked by Yahoo Answers user Estelle. And try to follow the plot, if you will. First one. Yesterday, a dog along the canal tried attacking a swan on land, and the swan attacked it, and the dog backed off. Why did it back off? Number two, do you think a small dog could kill an adult swan? Number three, could a chihuahua kill an adult swan? Each one, all the same user, in order, these three questions, fleshing out the story with more and more details. What is the gap? What is the time gap? Uh, not long. I mean, Yahoo, of course, doesn't provide information quite that granular. But just the, a, this just, was in a just day. enough time to build like an evidence dungeon wall linking chihuahuas <laughs> and swans and any news reports about dogs attacking swans, but no small dogs and specifically no chihuahuas. It seems so, like you, you probably, this person probably was being um, threatened or harassed by a swan. They only they looked around at their resources, and the only mm-hmm. sort of defense they had was a, a, the Chihuahua they owned. And it seemed like maybe this was at crises of confidence during the training phase, where yeah. it's like, you know what? I'm spending so much time teaching him how to do backflips and bite on command. Mm-hmm. Is this worth it? Am I? Yeah. Is this a good application of my minutes? You know, I bet if you 
if that scene played out where the chihuahua started to kind of like mess with the swan and then the swan scared the chihuahua away, I bet if a wolf was watching that, he would just be like, fuck. Really? This is where we've come now. How dare you? Because here's the thing. A swan should not be able to win in a fight over a canine on land. Swan right. is air superiority, but on land, walking yeah, around on should land, have the edge. come on, right? Well, I say that, but a swan won in a fight against me at King's Island one time. Well, mm. Griffin, you don't have land, air, or water superiority. I, I also but I, warrior. I should also point out, I didn't know we were fighting. I approached, I approached, I was a young child and I saw a beautiful swan or maybe a goose, but they're really the same and walked over to it. And I guess I was like, I saw that long and elegant and frankly sexy neck. And I was like, I'd love to just pet that. And, um, then suddenly it became the fight a very a, a, sort of a, without your it wasn't a fight until it was and then it mm-hmm. all of a sudden it wasn't one again because i did just sort of run as fast as i possibly could away from the offending bird okay i actually think in that circumstance and i'm going to broaden the definition of winning here to say if you escaped a creature that can fly you won you won that uh, oh okay I didn't feel like it because it bit my fingers very, very hard and it ruined my whole day. And I went on the Tomb Raider ride and I was still just very shake, shaken. Uh, af- after a swan bites you, um, it dies. So oh. it'll die shortly after. Well, yeah, so. it did fill me with its its one charge of venom from its sacks. And Griffin, did you have to go with Avlac? <laughs> oh, that's fun. And I know that's a duck. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, How angry as a mm-hmm. bee do you have to be to be like, actually, you know what? I thought about it. Carmine, Vicky, fuck this guy. I'm going <laughs> to, no, don't do it. Reg, no, no, don't, no. Come on, actually, Reg. No, fuck no. this guy. He I'm going to do it. He near his Pepsi. He's being a real fuckhead. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Actually, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to do it. This has been so cool hanging out with you guys. I'm going to do it. Fuck him. When um, are bees going to realize that they die and we don't? Well, some of us. That's what happened. One person who was allergic to bees got stung by a bee, and the other bees watched that person die. And they're like, well, this is a one-and-one transit. Yeah, we lose one of ours, but they lose yeah. one of theirs, too. Right. They saw they saw the propaganda film My Girl, and they're like, whoa, we're fucking <laughs> dope. Um, here's what I'll say about geese and swan and ducks and the whole, if they got bills, th- then they're in it for kills. Here's what I got to say about this entire genus of birds. I think they're always going to win. And it's because they're always, it, for them, it's always a fight. A chihuahua approaches a goose or swan or duck mm-hmm. and they, or gosling, and they think, I'm curious about this thing. Let's get close to inspect it. And then they get honked. And mm-hmm. then they, they've lost the fight. You know what I mean? Like, sure. The, the swan and goose and duck and goslings, they're all just constantly ready to attack. And so they, they will get that they will get that first strike. And that first strike is always, it catches you. <gasps> that was me <gasps> at King's <gasps> Island. <gasps> what? No, certainly not. And then I, the fight was done because the psychological damage was so, so, so tr- tremendous. If you were walking through a park that had like a pond or some kind of water feature, right? And you saw just a, uh, just a flock of geese or swans or whatever, just like hanging out on the shore near the water, and they're sitting amongst them completely peacefully, all sitting in harmony. It's just a chihuahua, just hanging out, 
how fucking freaked out would you be? Yeah, <laughs> I would that's be a good very point. confused by that moment of like, how did that chihuahua get in good with those geese? Why are they chill? What is that? What's he know that I don't? Um, how about another question? Sure. This one is uh, has a beginning like this. I have a friend who uses entirely too many hashtags on social media. Oof. At a minimum, she uses about 15, but I've counted upwards of 30 on many occasions. I understand their purpose as a marketing tool, but this is a personal account, and the hashtags she uses are not keywords people are searching. Previous hashtags include hashtag ideas, hashtag Saturday, hashtag door, and hashtag woo. How do I tell me friend enough is enough? Um, that was probably supposed to be my and not but I like, like a, it better that not way. a leprechaun thing. Uh, or do I need to just accept that my lot in life is to be bombarded with 27 hashtags every time she posts on Instagram? Please advise. And that's from a, host- a hostage in hashtag hell. Um, I don't think you can say these are not hashtags people are searching because you, this is this is that the beautiful thing about these wonderful little inventions is that they're always forming these just powerful just rainbow connections of somebody who's like, look at this new hashtag door I've got, and then they say, I wonder who else has doors on hashtag mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they see, oh man. There's someone in hashtag hell or wherever they live who's also installing a new door this Saturday. Hashtag woo. Oh, that's there too. That's so exciting. I, and all, it's all about SEO. And I don't know what that stands for, but I do know it's all about <laughs> that. It doesn't stand for anything, Travis. It's CO. And it, oh. um, yeah, it's sort of just sort of a concept. Um, it's, a, it's some industry jargon for sure. Hashtag thank you for explaining that, Griffin. All one word. Jesus, this bit actually grosses me out in a major <laughs> way. I feel like fucking Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake right Can, now. That They're hugely popular. If I could have just a tenth of their success, I'd be extremely thrilled. Let me just say this, folks. It's, it's 2017, and if I could give you some advice about social media, one, quit it. Everybody yeah. just get off. Just quit. Everybody quit it. Secondly, though, I will say this. Your... I think that the thing about social media that everyone should keep in mind all the time is that it should be 100% a completely opt-in experience, no penalties, no questions. It's just, if you want this, it's here. If you don't want it, I do not care. And you should start, like, if this person's uh, social media brand bothers you, fucking bail on it yeah. bounce don't ask me about it fucking bounce and if they notice the counts going down maybe they could do a little market research to see where things went wrong <laughs> and but it's not up to you to be like let me curtail you no just bounce you don't know anybody anything and if and she's like uh why did you bounce on my that's not your problem you can't ask that either you quit without asking and nobody can ask why anybody bounce or anything i probably mute more people on Twitter, then I follow because I say I care about you. I'm following you. I'm here for you. I, but I can't mute more people that I follow. But you know what I'm saying? Like I mute a lot of people I follow. I follow and be like, I like you as a person, and then I mute them and say I don't like your brand. 
<laughs> I don't like you. You're great. Your thoughts are shitty, and I yeah. hate them. I I would say like literally 25 percent of the people that I follow I instantly mute. I get a quick taste of their of their thing, and I'm like, I want to be seen following you, but I don't want to see your brand. I don't so want to experience. I, you. I don't want to experience your brand, but I want to say I just fucking love it in concept. And this is just sort of a vote for you as a person, but your brand is whack and I'm actually out. And here's the thing, you'll never know I'm out. So everybody wins. You keep on being whack and I will keep on getting the sort of like the drift effect of following you, but Um, not actually experiencing sort of- I I wanna say, Justin, I would actually love that uh, from the reverse side, if my like follow count kept going up, but like the same number of people commented and responded to my shit, that would be the ideal, right? Look how many followers I have, but I can tweet like, mm, just has some good ice cream without having people just like flood my inbox with shit. You there's, know, I there's I, a lot of people that follow me that I hope follow this same procedure. Yeah, that I tweeted this week about uh, uh, Titus, you know, from um, yeah, yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. I tweeted, uh, I tweeted about how he would be a good person to play Taco in a movie or a TV show. That's not like happening, but I thought it would be funny if Titus Burgess was was Taco in a movie or TV show. And then he tweeted back at me. He's like, I don't know who Taco is, but I'm going to look into it. And then he followed me. And my first thought was, man, I hope he fucking mutes me. Because I don't, I'm not, I don't have a feed curtail Mm -hmm. like that is curated in such a way that like Hodgman and Elizabeth Gilbert both follow me on Twitter. Fuck, I hope I'm muted. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't need them to be like, hear my fucking near automata. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I I don't need, I don't need President Barack Hussein Obama. A lot of people forget about Hussein. I don't need him seeing me shove. Nintendo toys in my gob. Like, yeah, I don't need. Right. I, I, I tweeted need about my. Uh, I've been rewatching Smallville and very much enjoying uh, oh, Michael gee. Rosenbaum's oh. performance as Lex. And I tweeted about how much I've been enjoying Michael Rosenbaum's performance as Lex. And he followed me. And I thought, oh no, now he's going to see every time I tweet about enjoying his performance as Lex, which has been yeah. a lot lately, like 10 or 12 times a day. He does a great job. But now he's going to know how yeah. much I enjoy his that's, performance as Lex. That's really weird, Travis. I didn't see those tweets. Oh, never. Uh, never mind. Oh no. Oh, I see. Griffin. Uh, I'd love in. to get a. F- uh, no, uh, hold on. Did you mute me? Oh, I'd love to get a fun campaign going, a little social media campaign going, where um, if Justin McElroy follows you, just tweet at him and just be like, "Hey, just checking in. Please confirm receipt." of message <laughs> over please do that if justin mcroy follows you just give hit him up with a like hey just uh just want to make sure over every once so, in a while i'll like search my name for some reason and maybe do it on like a different account or a platform where i haven't muted people and i'll i'll see a tweet to me from somebody i'm like i thought they died like no they didn't <laughs> die justin you muted them three years ago so they you killed them individually <laughs> But still are on board with them as a human being. You just can't get on board with their social brand. Dude, boy, this whole bit has been pretty insufferable. Should well, we go to the money zone? Some good stuff in there. Uh, yeah. I think we just said brand a lot. Yeah, we said brand far too much. Let's so let's talk about brands in the money zone. Hey, I want to tell everybody about Casper because mm. we're supported in part by Casper 
for this episode. They're an online retailer of premium, obsessively engineered mattresses you can get for a fraction of the price. Um, I think we all have Casper's at this point. Uh, ours is in the, the nursery guest room area. Um, we used to sleep on it all the time. I'll be frank, kind of the baby sleeps in there now. And we, um, I mean, I wouldn't even... I get up to pee a lot at night, and I'm not going to run the risk of waking up my my child after fighting tooth and nail for his slumbers. Uh, but it's a good mattress. It's very, very, very comfortable. Um, and they have a risk-free trial and return policy. Uh, you can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery to the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and they got painless returns if you don't like it. Uh, all the mattresses are made in America, feature supportive memory foam for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink, just the right bounce. Um, and my Bim Bam listeners can get $50 towards any mattress purchase if you go to casper.com slash my brother and use the promo code my brother, all one word at checkout. Uh, terms and conditions apply. I want to tell you about Blue Apron. Oh, I love that Blue Apron. It's, it's a uh, meal subscription service that we are all big fans of. Um, I use it all the time. It has <laughs> fed me and my family many a time. Um, here's the best thing about it. You don't have to know how to cook to use it. I'd be amazed if anybody listening to this or really any podcast hasn't already heard about Blue Apron. But just in case you haven't, they send to your house a box filled with everything you need, minus like salt and pepper and olive oil, but like everything else you need to make the dish. Instructions, easy to follow, um, broken down step by step. Here's what you do, and if you do these things, you will have a great meal. Uh, It's affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Um, You get a seasonal recipe, um, the pre-proportioned ingredient, all that stuff. Uh, Upcoming meals include sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta, miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes, whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad, these That's it. Amazing That's meals. it. They don't just send you regular ass tomatoes. They got globe tomatoes, charred tomatoes, and heirloom tomatoes. Like th- these, it sounds like World of Warcraft loot. These tomatoes. Yeah, I fucking love it. Hashtag tomatoes. Hashtag delicious. Stop. Hashtag meals. Hashtag cook. Hashtag blue. Hashtag the. Hashtag pay proportions. So Stop. you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. That's a great deal. That's three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. Or the Blue much Apron. easier to remember, blapron.com. That's blapron.com. Oh my blapron. God, Justin. Hashtag blapron. Blapron.com is an old one. It's been in is it? for a while. Yeah. Okay, you can, again. You can use blapron.com. Blapron, um, a better way to cook. <laughs> Griffin. Yeah. Tell me about Moon 2. Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about Moon 2. Moon 2 is an electronic art pop band. uh, And they got a new album out that you can give a listen to at moon2.bandcamp.com. Now, that is moon, spelled the way like the the celestial body, uh, dash ii. So moon-ii.bandcamp.com. Moon 2 is an electronic art pop band who recently released their debut album, Lily Nobody. Um, It's got burning scents and swirling backgrounds and songs about love, copycats, and dysphoria, too. It's a beautiful... This is a a quote. And sometimes folks do this in this industry. If you're looking for a pull quote for a thing, something you're going to put out on, you know, the the album cover, sometimes you send it to the people that you want to say it, and you're just like, how's this this spin you? And it spins me just right. Um, I'll go ahead and put my brand on this one. It's a beautiful haunted doll of an album. That's Moon... 
that's uh, moon-ii.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. Uh, is Bandcamp the one that's shutting? No, SoundCloud is the one that's going to shut down soon. Fuck, that makes me so sad. I don't want to think about that. I'm going to go listen to good jams at moon-ii.bandcamp.com. I want to read this next message so very badly. All right, go. This message is for Sam and maybe Brian, and it's from Brian. And the message says, Sam, hopefully we're still dating by the time the brothers read this message. I love you. Probably even more now than when I first wrote this. If we're married by then, congratulations from past Brian. Note to Brian, if Sam dumped you, hang in there, brother. I love you. <laughs> so just sort of covering all of the bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, How br- long ago did you write this, Brian? <laughs> Uh, another note to Brian: If you were killed in a terrible passion, then uh-huh. and are now a specter, um, I, I'm coming for all of you. Boo! One additional note to Brian: If you got drafted into a secret government agency, um, you can continue to see your loved ones, but it will have to be from afar because they their memories of you have been erased. They have been Men in Black, just sort mm-hmm. of flashed out of there. Yeah. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! Uh, how about a Yahoo? Yes. God, I got some fucking good ones. I have three very good ones. Yeah, how about this one? Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Seth Carlson. Thank you, Seth Carlson, for your good, good work. It's from Yahoo Answers great. user Dirk, um, who has 0% best answers. Try harder, Dirk. Dirk asks, how many of my own mozzarella sticks do you think I can bring into Applebee's before they get suspicious? <laughs> I really, really like riblets and mozz sticks. Mozz? Oh, mozzarella sticks. Uh, but they are way too expensive. I was figuring mm, I could warm... Tell me about it. In this economy? I was figuring I can warm them up beforehand and just sneak them in, in my shirt pocket, and maybe back pocket. Only one. Gotta have my wallet, you know? <laughs> I but I think, is... But I think they might... Hey, shh. But I think they might notice if I start eating them. Can I be arrested? This is, I, listen, I want to, I know what you want me to do, and that's play with you. Play with me in my playhouse. This question is not from a human being. Play with me in the space. Yeah. Look at all my toys, my wonderful toys and games. Let me tell you why this isn't real. If you think about all the pocket opportunities, the opportunities that you have throughout your clothing, Shirt pocket and back pants pocket are the least oh, mozzarella stick friendly. I've got so many toys and <laughs> games in my space. Play with me. Carry a satchel. Think how many mod sticks you could get in a satchel. Then order your own plate of mod sticks. It is going to take some investment up front for this grift. As any good grift does, you're going to have to spend a little to make a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yahoo Answers user Jim says Dirk the Troll added again. Get out of my, we're getting out of my, Dirk, you've been uninvited from my game space. I Take your toys and games and leave. I don't want to play with you anymore. I'm closing the message. Seth Carlson, 
keep your head on a swivel, okay? Because there's grifters You just everywhere. lost your nickname, Seth. Um, here's I was going to f- call you Seth Carl Dad, and you lost it. Here's um, here's a, a Yahoo from Travis Washabal. Great name. Thank you, Travis. It's from Yahoo Answers user Jess, who has 5% best answers. How do you eat tacos in class without getting yelled at? Okay. Play with me? You guys going to play with me in this one? This one might be real. Yeah. I do think that this is among the worst foods you could eat in class. Mm Because one, stinky, if you're doing it right, and you know what I mean. Secondly, I don't know what you stinky. Like the zesty, the zesty. A lot meat, of scents. I will say, if, you, sense, a lot if of it's a zesty, it's, zesty ground beef is like it. it that is potent. It, it definitely is a, an overwhelming power. If you have a, some powerful a, cilantro in there, sometimes that. And some people don't can't can't stink, cilantro. Stinky is not the word I would use though. Aromatic. Once again, Griffin, Justin started some bullet points. You have to let him get to the second bullet you point, or my brain's to gonna melt. Me. Give it. I remember what melt. my bullet points were. Um, what was I talking about? You tacos said the reasons class? tacos were wrong to eat in class. One, stinky. Two, stinky. Go. Two, messy. So obvious. Oh, yeah. You're going to get some grease dribble, no question. But moreover, no That's one's That's what your fi- trapper keeper is for, by the no, way. No one's ever finished a taco and been like, well, it's on my stomach. Ever. It's it's almost always twenty five percent just like on the paper, and you could make it into a cone, and then put the end of the cone in your mouth and taco cone the way. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I just came up with a great idea. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back to that. Yeah, super quick taco cone. Start wrapping hard shell tacos in square uh, flour tortillas. So when the taco leavings fall there, you don't have a mess. You have another a taco. second one. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, that's um, really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Are we I assuming wanna... hard shell taco, by the way, because soft taco would be really. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna class. roll that out. Yeah, okay. it's gotta be. It's gotta be. By the way, I get made fun of a lot because I live in Texas and I say the word shell when referring to a tortilla, and it I it's I I think it might be a soda or pop thing or maybe just like a a McElroy. I don't know if this is a wider thing that people say, like a wider sort of use case, but. Nobody calls them shells, except for me sometimes, and I, I've tried to work it out of my system, but... Hashtag shell truth. Jesus God. Um, I, I want to just... I wanna, I wanna play with everybody in this space, but I got to read this response from Todd. Um, Todd, Jesus. Todd has 33,319 answers on this platform. Damn, he's <laughs> a smart guy, huh? Yeah, he knows everything. Well, if since- Todd... Okay. You're trying to make me believe in Todd, but if Todd's real, how does he get to all those answers in one night? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta math this out. He's been a member <laughs> since November 6, 2009. Okay. Um, so in in here in a, a couple months, that will have been eight years. So that's ninety six months. Two two nine two zero, and then uh uh. 33,319. I listened to that podcast you told me to. Shh, shh, shh. Don't do this to me right now. <laughs> For about 30 seconds, they just did math. That's 11.4 answers every day, Todd. Damn, every- Todd. Todd, damn. I don't- a, are you a professional Yahoo's answer answerer? Hey, Todd, damn. <laughs> I don't um, learn 11 things a day. Like, I don't even, I can't. 
keep up that rate yeah. of learning. Uh, I don't know how he's spouting this stuff off. Okay, Todd, though. Todd. My Todd says. We can only get six an episode. And this yeah, I know. Wow. Um, Todd says, make sure you do it in home ec. In normal class, you simply can't. Tacos have a strong aroma, usually. God, Damn, that's actually Todd. pretty good. That's actually a pretty good answer, Todd. Damn. Damn, Todd. Todd, right. the fucking info wizard. Are the, these all? Are they all heaters? Are, is mean, Todd bringing this kind of fire every single time careful. he steps up to the plate? Eleven. You might fall into a Todd hole. Be careful. No, I'm gonna dive into this Todd hole for no, fucking. Griffin. I'm free diving into the Todd. Where's the egg in an egg roll? There are eggs in the wrapper dough. Damn, Damn. Todd. Todd. <laughs> Damn. Um, a baguette brie pate and a bottle of champagne under the Eiffel Tower or a shepherd's pie pint of Guinness on the banks of the River Thames. Leave the brie and pate out and it sounds great. So a little humor. humor But also culture. You know, like it's humor, but also culture. I love that. Which handed ice hockey stick should I use if I'm ambidextrous? Pick the arm that has the most forearm strength to hold the back of the stick. What doesn't Todd know about? (laughs) Food. Hockey, get Todd a Mr. Wizard style show. Two treats. What are your favorite TV shows? NCIS, Bob's Burgers, Modern Family, Beat Bobby Flay, Chopped Iron Chef. I watch History Channel and others, but no specific favorite shows. Damn, Todd, he's a man of culture. Todd, wow, what Todd? Damn it. Okay, I'm feeling so into Todd right now. I feel like we're just one away from. So, what are some of your guys' favorite races of people? Oh no, Todd! No. (laughs) Um. So, eating tacos in class. If there's old timey desks where you lift up the top to stow your belongings underneath, that, my friend, is a taco privacy curtain that you can use to sort of keep yourself away from the prying eyes of teach now you got to watch your flanks because you could have jealous students i'm sorry i'm i'm not anybody to yuck anybody's yum or put anybody on blast but if i see one of my fellow pupes eating chowing down on some tacos in class (laughs) the jeal the jealousy will be so powerful as such that i will shout and scream like i was in fucking uh invasion of the body snatchers just like my mouth held open while a ghastly whale comes out of my mouth as i point at him with a crooked finger until the until the teach comes and takes the tacos away because if i can't have them can't nobody have them can the teach legally confiscate the tacos i don't know i like and i know in a public school system for sure i don't know if once i get to a college level like I'm an adult. Like, you can't just steal my mm-hmm. tacos. You don't what? own this room. I do as a taxpayer. Well, not only that, but if you confiscate tacos, you only got two options. Like, you're not uh-huh. going to pull your desk drawer open at the end of the year and return his tacos to him. Well, <laughs> Did you bring the Ziploc bag I instructed you to? Okay, open up. <laughs> I have your taco slop. You had a good year, Bill. Enjoy these tacos. You've earned them. Uh, Mr. Uh, Pilsen, after we investigated the taco situation, obviously you're fired. That's not up for debate. Uh, should I clean out my desk? No, you absolutely no. should not clean out your desk. We burned your desk. You, you please never teach again. My taco savings. <laughs> now what am I supposed to retire oh, with? This is what you do. You take the taco from the student making it, and then you're like, all right, everybody, you know what this means. Taco auction. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Highest bidder gets to eat this taco. Oh, man. 
What's with the use of those green desk? What's with the consistent use of those green desk lamps? Todd says they're like in every movie and TV show. Does it have to do with camera lighting? So there's a little bit of like, you know, still curious about the world. Still, he knows a lot of stuff, but he's still poking around this world of ours, Mm. scraping up answers. I love it. The second somebody responds to that, he's going to find another thread where he could just be like, actually, it's camera lighting. I know all about it. Todd. 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 Any um, other years from Todd? Man, what a what a what a treasure! I was glad he's out there, like actually putting some wisdom into this world. Unlike ourselves, he should be doing this podcast instead of us. Really, let's Todd, get Todd if up you're on. listening. Get at us. Uh, I was raised in a household in which the air conditioning was a special privilege, only to be switched on during very hot days, never at night. No stalag days, and never set below seventy-eight degrees. This saves money and is more eco-friendly. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I okay. Currently, yeah, thanks. All right. Thank you, question asker. Uh, I currently live with four roommates who insist on blasting the AC at 72 all day and all night. Hell yeah, I'm, I live for that shit. I'm freezing my ass off and also paying an exorbitant share of our electric bill. How do I convince my roomies to give the refrigeration a rest? That's from Chile in California. I, you, I don't know. Speaking just for like... The the Huntington McElroy household, you kind of the oh, wrong fucking place. Man. Yeah, just keep... fucking Justin keeps his like the fucking snow fox exhibit at a local zoo. Like his shit is frigid. I've sure, been hotel... watching. I've been watching Smallville. Spoilers. I guess it's Fortress just... of Solitude, and it looks so fucking chilly in there. I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that sounds nice. I want to share in that. I you share. Palace. You share a fucking hotel room with Justin. You wake up like fucking. Jack Torrance at the end of The Shining, like it's a, it's a real situation. Now I will say, um, you're supposed to keep uh, nursery temperatures for a baby like between 68 and 72, which for a non-baby who isn't wearing a big fun sleep snuggie, it's a little on the cold side. It's a little I, bit on the chilly side. I keep it at 68 at night because that's the temperature I like to sleep at. And I sleep in the nude. So what do you want from me? I can't do more. Oh, you know oh I, mean? like, I, I, have, I have an answer for that. Uh, what I want from you is to not know what you said yeah, just, if you know, just go, then. Well, I want you to go back in time. And uh, not let's tell rewind me the, to okay. the bit where we talk about having a machete and home intruders. It is pre-established uh, canon, my bim bam canon that I sleep in the nude. This isn't a surprise. Uh, I've revealed this on the program before. But I, I block it out every time, so it is a surprise each time you say it. And now I'm yeah. going to have to go through like intensive work to shut yeah. that out. We'll shut, I've got close this that cool, door in my mind one more I time. Got this, I got this cool hook that I can get up in my brain that I just kind of like find the like data. Like recall. Just yeah, like pull so, it your nose. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's what I like about it is in these fucking dog days. I can wear long ass sweatpants and a hoodie and like all my comfy jam jams, all my wintertime buddies, my off court winter buddies. Um, so that's nice. I mean, you should celebrate that. Uh, the exorbitant share about the electric bill, I don't know what to tell you because those dog days sure, oof, because well, my electric bill is barking during these dog days. The answer, the answer is easy. The answer is easy. And I'll tell you why it's easy. Cause you got an even number between the two numbers. 78, 62, set it at 75. It becomes a problem if the difference was an odd number because then you're going to fight over that degree. One degree. Yeah. So you're saying let's let's agree to meet meet me in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. Let's say, but they live with four roommates who all want 72. Yeah, so, so you're you going to get 73 at best. 73 seems like that would be a great. Maybe you start at 73 and just be like, how does everybody feel about this? Like How's boiling this a frog. What? Mm-hmm. Like boiling a frog. You start, eat how to boil frog. You start with cold water and then slowly increase the heat. You got to slowly boil your roommates. Why do you want to do that to a frog? Why would you, you don't. do that to a frog? It's a saying. It's a saying of like. It's a fucking horrible saying. Yeah, you have any other cool animal tortures, Trev? No, I'm. It's just like I'm not. I'm not endorsing it. Just like punching a cow. Why would you punch a? <laughs> More than Travis? one way to skin a cat. Get the fuck out. Ew, God. God Almighty. I didn't make it up. You don't want to skin cats. But you do, you apparently. Do, you love it. Travis, you're saying it's your favorite shit. Ways. No, there's just different ways to do it. There's 27 ways to skin a cat. Cats are cats are nature's um, cousins. Cats. Okay. Cats are nature's cats. Cats are nature's cats. Why would you want to skin them? Don't touch them. Travis, don't ever touch my cat again. Bird I don't want to hand, see... two in the bush. Is that better? Why are you throwing birds into a bush at each other like angry birds, you fucking animal? Kill a bird, two birds with one stone? Why are you, you throwing rocks at birds, you I'm fucking just, wild dog? Let fly. Let them fly that. away. We are very violent towards animals in our sayings, and I'm Seems only now just way. realizing that. Yeah. Oh, no. Seems that way. Why are we skinning cats? Why are we, save we skinning cats and boiling frogs? And Hey, save a horse, ride a cowboy. That one's good for animals. That's a nice one. That's my favorite. Um, Let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. Yeah, you that, should. Probably. That's my favorite proverb from Proverbs is save a horse, ride mm-hmm. a cowboy. Proverbs 10.10. 10. For every it, horse you save, you save two of your own, as I've always said. You know, Save your neighbor's horse. Get two horses in return. There's an elephant in the room. We'll let him out, gosh darn yeah. Let him out of the he's, room. He's Elephants big. don't believe, uh, unless it's an elephant room where the scale is such that the elephant doesn't feel restricted in any way. That's, and it's an outdoor room because that's what elephants prefer. The sad thing about that is you can let him out of the room, but he's always going to remember when he was in the room. Oh, mm. that's, that's a real shame. He's never hey, going to let yeah. that go. A stitch in time strangles a giraffe. I hate these. I hate these idioms. I think Benjamin Franklin was a big, weird pervert, maybe. No, he was. He was a bloodthirsty killer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He created bifocals so he could look at twice as many dead animals. Did you know that? Jeez, Ben. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. why he started the post office so he could mail dead animals to himself. He's he got that beard. He got he that t- electricity key, and he was like, "I can't wait to touch this up against uh, like a moose or something, <laughs> and see what ha- see if I can make it explode a new way." He tied a key to a kite and the other end of the key to a chinchilla that he had, and it's like, ugh, weird. What a what mm-hmm. a bad man. Yeah, we never talk about that aspect, but Ben Franklin. The fucking worst. Where's Todd when we needed to hear about that? You know yeah, I mean? Todd. Where's Todd when we needed to hear about what? Well, Justin, much? do you see the footprints in the sand and there's only one set? Mm. Yeah. That's when Todd carried you. Through well, through what? That that well, he picked you up. He carried you over the information about Benjamin Franklin you needed <laughs> yeah. to know. Oh, like Jesus does with evolution. He yeah, just, like, whoa, come with well, me. You don't, don't, you don't, actually don't look don't over there. To, let me just go ahead and carry you past this. You don't need to deal with any of this. Let's uh, that, folks, that's going to do it for us. End this, the show. That, that's the end of the show this week. We hope you've had fun and enjoyed yourself. Uh, and uh, uh, we, let's see, we're doing some shows out on the road. If you go to McElroyShows.com forward slash 
tours. You can see the the shows we got lined up. A uh, few things are sold out, but we've still got uh, some show some seats in Atlanta and Nashville. And maybe a few in Brooklyn for this. Has, has, has Milwaukee woken the fuck up yet? Nope. Milwaukee still snooze in Chicago. You're almost sold out. Minneapolis, I think, is oh no. Chicago is sold out, so we don't have that. Jesus one Christ! Are yeah, you kidding me? Yeah, that Chicago theater is actually a very big theater, so I'm, I think that's kind of wild. But uh, Minneapolis and Milwaukee, we still got some tickets for you, especially Milwaukee. Come on, Milwaukee, come on, get some friends together to come see this show. November nineteenth, I get it, but um, a little bit of uh, a plug. I uh, well, let's see a couple things. One, my wife Teresa and I are going to be on the Joko cruise this year, the Jonathan Colton cruise, coming in February twenty eighteen. They just announced us, Um, so you can go to Joko Cruise, J O C O Cruise dot com, and book your cabin and stuff now, and come hang out with us on a cruise ship. Along with a lot of awesome, cool people like Pat Rothfuss, Gene Gray, Iron Mike Eagle, Sean Hodgman, Amy Mann, uh, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, also, I'm going to be on the JV Club podcast with Janet Varney this week. That comes out on Thursday. Oh, great. I mean, thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Um, it's a really, really great song and a really great record. And um, I, don't, I don't know. Go get it and go get all the other Long Winters albums because they're fucking fantastic. Oh, I have one more little plug. My wife and I do uh, oh, a, a media rewatch podcast called The Kind Rewind. We just started watching Firefly. So oh. if if you would like to hear us talk about Firefly or if you've never watched it before and want to watch along with us, uh, we put out the first oh, well, the first Firefly episode where we just watched the pilot and talked about that's a really good pilot. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Um, we have uh, other shows also at McElroyShows.com and you can check out all the shows on the Maximum Fun Network at MaximumFun.org because there's a lot of really great stuff there. Um, how about that final? Bring us home. Here's that final from Jason Roundtree. Thank you, Jason. A couple other folks sent this in too. Thank you all. It's from Yahoo Answers User. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Is it Todd? It's Dirk. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Dirk is the evil Todd. I I got to do it because I don't know. You have to read it, but I'm not going to laugh at it. This will be our first nobody time. Laugh, nobody yeah. laugh at it. Do I have to form the meat into the shape of a steak, or does it do that on its own in the pan? <laughs> Justin, Ryan, Travis. He got, me. He got me. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm, I'm sorry, Todd. Damn it. I'm Griffin McElroy. Sorry, this has been Todd. my brother. My brother, me kiss your dad square on the lips. Sorry, Todd. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about butts. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And, and I was two. Butts, 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 butts. No. <laughs> Where do you change your mind?